Welcome to Fragmented, Redefining Womanhood. We are redefining womanhood one step and one story at a time. For those who can identify with the stay-at-home mom, the working woman, the budding or burnt-out entrepreneur, the transitioning or transitioned female. This podcast was designed and built to support and provide community for women from all walks of life. A place to provide peace, solace, and healing. A place where you can truly and authentically be you. Yeah, welcome, welcome. So today's episode, we're going to be talking about burnout. Mm. And I feel like as someone who is just starting to come out and see the light at the end of the tunnel of burnout, um, I'm really actually excited to talk about this. And I feel like I have a lot of knowledge, and I know you do as well, um, as wedding vendors, can we just say the 2021 wedding season was really hard? I could cry just thinking about it. <laughs> Actually. <laughs> and it's so fun. Like, I don't think we were prepared. We no. were not prepared for what was going to happen. We knew that it was going to be busy because of all the weddings that were being pushed in 2020. Um, and then it came and it was insane. I had 37 weddings last year, but as a photo video team, that was a lot because we have so much post work that we have to do. Um, and we're still, I finished doing photo, but I'm now helping Mark, my fiance, like do video. So we've been in burnout since I want to say like September. Mm -hmm. And, and on top of that, personally, we got engaged at the beginning of the wedding season. We moved um, and, like an hour away from where we were living and then two months, bought a house and then two months later moved into that house in the middle of the busiest wedding season of our life while trying to plan a wedding that's happening in a month. So I'm getting burnout just listening. <laughs> yes. And trying to navigate like a new relationship, like not new, I, I don't know, like not that new because we're getting married. Well, it's a new but, dynamic. I mean, yeah. you know, you guys are living there with the kids now and the yeah. whole thing. So yeah. Yeah. All of that. Um, mm -hmm. So what about you? What burnout have you felt or are currently feeling if you are? Mm, so burnout for me. Um, yeah. I feel burnout in a couple different areas of my life, but I would say that the number one burnout that I feel at the moment is my business and being an entrepreneur and trying to navigate a business during a pandemic. Mm -hmm. I'm sure there are so many people that can relate to this. Um, but yeah, I trying to, so what ended up happening is, you know, everyone postponed their weddings mm -hmm. in 2020 and then moved them all to 21. And then all the people who were planning on get, getting married in 21, we had like double the yeah. workload, but we were also trying to play catch up. Um, because we also were, you know, broke yeah. COVID left a lot of people broke. So, um, yeah, we were just trying to, to do the catch up and, and, you know, I, you can be really passionate about something and still burn out yeah. at it. Um, mm -hmm. and then also to try being a new mom, you mm -hmm. know, trying to do all the things with my baby girl while doing, you know, running this business where we now have employees, which is something that we didn't have before. And you would think that that would be, which it is like a great asset, um, to, to what I do. And so I'm not doing everything, but one, it's almost like more money, more problems. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's like more help, more work. Uh, yeah. that's kind of what it feels like sometimes it's like just never ending. But anyway, so yeah, I felt burnout this year on a very physical, emotional, and spiritual level. It definitely affected not only my relationship with myself, but my significant other, mm -hmm. um, and, and how I was able to, um, cope 
with, yeah. with the things that came my way. So I, I like you, I am seeing a light at the end of the tunnel mm-hmm. and I'm like, wow, so we're not going to do that again. Right. I know. I feel <laughs> like, like, well, it's funny. Cause I feel like a seasonal, um, like, I don't want to say like seasonal business that we have. Like mm-hmm. it is very much like in New York state where we are, um, the wedding season, like the actual physical, like when it's happening is like spring through fall, especially through fall. And I feel like one other thing that COVID did as well for the wedding industry is that like pushed, it's really kind of causing this like urgency, um, because there's not as many dates as there used to be. So mm-hmm. not only are we like dealing with like the backlog of weddings that we had, we were also getting like twice as many inquiries yes. for, like further out, which was like so unheard of they're like so, what are you doing june 9th in 2024 i'm like i don't know i know like <laughs> I oh my goodness no and that's like as a business owner it was really hard for us to understand how to like price for that and like how to adjust for that because we grow every year as creatives and vendors and our expenses are you know all those things and um every uh off season i guess you could say we were constantly like like evaluating what happened in the season before to make to make changes for the next season so that we were better prepared because we learn new stuff all the time. But it almost felt, we still haven't finished. Like mm-hmm. Mark and I still have not finished. And we're like, we have so many lessons of what we're learning. I think my number one um, thing that I learned from the burnout was outsourcing, which as a business owner is terrifying to like let mm-hmm. go and delegate of anything. Like what like you were saying with having employees um, and it's money that like you have to spend obviously, but I no longer, this is what 2021 taught me and burnout taught me. Cause I've, I've experienced burnout before, but never at this level and such a visceral, emotional, spiritual level. Um, I didn't even recognize myself anymore. Like mm-hmm. I can literally, I am proud of all the images that I put out. I am proud of who I was as a wedding photographer, but I, I can literally tell like the differences myself and, and from like, just not only my work, but the way that I worked and the way that I was surviving, I was surviving. There was no living. Um, but anyway, sorry, that was long-winded. No. Um, so, so you weren't thriving, you were surviving. Right. I wasn't even like living. I was literally like, I was just trying to make it moment to moment to moment. I was so tired. And I know a lot of it is because of this perpetual hustle mentality that is like constantly shoved down our throats, especially as entrepreneurs. Like if you're not hustling, you don't have a business. Yeah. Fuck you. That's not true. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. be very blunt. Um, but the one thing that I definitely learned was that I no longer want to live my life like this. I will no longer put myself in a position to where I have to choose between just functioning to survive each moment of the day and like giving myself up for that. Like I felt like I was always choosing between my business and my family or in my sanity and my business. Like I like I I had literally had to put our business on this high pedestal because I was worried that if I didn't, that something was going to falter, something was going to fall. And like, I just was like, I'll just keep diving in. Mm-hmm. But I was like resenting it mm-hmm. and I was like unhappy. I don't mm-hmm. know if that's how you. 
Yeah, no. So I definitely can identify with that. And I think there's different types of burnout. So specifically the one that we're talking about right Mm -hmm. now is about work burnout. Mm -hmm. Like, so even if you're not an entrepreneur, I think a lot of people are experiencing like things from the corporate world, Mm -hmm. um, especially, so there's like work burnout and then there, you know, even if you're like, you know, a working mom Mm -hmm. and you know, you just the grind, Mm -hmm. you know, going to work, coming home, doing the thing. Um, I also think that there's COVID burnout. Yeah. So it's like, I mean, do we have to even say the C word, right? Yeah. It's just so, like, so there's a lot of, like, emotional burnout from that just from, you know, the just isolation. Just, like, living through, like, a, like, seriously, though, like, we're living in a global pandemic. Yeah. And we have been for almost two years now. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's so understated. Mm-hmm. It's been a huge emotional toll. I don't know about you, because mm-hmm. I know that your your dynamic within weddings is a lot different. It is, but yeah. like I, you know, we're there for the reception, and we had a wedding. Like I emotionally, I had a panic anxiety attack when we were at a wedding that had two hundred plus people inside of a barn, and they were dancing without masks on. They were all vaccinated because it mm. was required, but like emotionally I just literally couldn't handle like being in an enclosed space like that like it literally changes the way that you see feel and think about Mm -hmm. social interactions Mm -hmm. which is exhausting yeah um I just put my cell phone next to my mic and it went crazy yeah I don't know if anyone reminds me like Motorola (laughs) do you remember that (laughs) I do that's old school I know might as well talk about beepers I know Uh, But, um, yeah, so burnout for me, actually, so yours is kind of post-burnout in your mm-hmm. work and mine is pre. So my, mm-hmm. my burnout generally happens while the season is happening because mm-hmm. I am producing and making and doing all the things for the wedding prior to the wedding. Mm-hmm. So, um, but, yeah, so experiencing that kind of burnout. Um, mommy, relationship burnout, yeah. Relationship burnout, mommy burnout. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. there's actually this book that I picked up um, with my daughter when I was in the library with her and she was really little and she was like just starting to walk and it said mommy burnout and I was like (gasps) it was like it was like on this like pedestal with this light shining on it like pick me up read me (laughs) um so I was like so I think that was also um a really eye-opening mm-hmm. book for me, which I we're probably always going to talk about books on the podcast. Absolutely, it's just if you're we're, coming we're here, book nerds. Yeah, expect right. to read a book at some point. <laughs> <laughs> so this mommy burnout book, basically, what I walked away from it was, you know, these are all the things that happen when you do not take care of yourself and yeah. you burn out being a mom. Mm-hmm. And it was all like about, you know, mommy martyrdom and like giving more of yourself than what you can and like having a hard time asking for help and mm-hmm. all the things. And so anyway. Um, Um, yeah, like mommy burnout is another thing as well. Um, but I, so regardless of what kind of burnout you're experiencing, um, there are actually stages to it. Mm -hmm. You know, did you know that? I, I didn't know that there was an actual term, but I, I've felt it. So yeah. So like, there's like different stages of grief. Mm -hmm. So there's actually different stages of burnout. Mm -hmm. So I wonder if any of our listeners can identify with this. Okay. So the first phase of burnout and regardless of which kind of burnout you're experiencing. So is the honeymoon phase. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you're like taking on a new task. Um, you're experiencing like a high satisfaction. Mm -hmm. You're kind of like in this, like life is good and it's really hard, but I can keep going because you have all this like stored up energy. Right. Um, and so then the onset of stress is the second stage. Okay. So burnout begins with an awareness of some days kind of being more difficult than others. Um, and then your optimism slowly starts to die a slow death. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and so like the onset of stress, like some stress symptoms, for example, be like, um, irritability or like job dissatisfaction, lack of sleep, lack of like Mm -hmm. social interaction. Um, you're starting to like, you know, not perform at your high peak. So like anxiety, that's like another Mm -hmm. one, um, forgetfulness, fatigue. So I'm like, okay, I, I am too familiar, unfortunately with all these. So then the third one, like the third stage of burnout is chronic stress. Yeah. So chronic stress is like, now you're just like, I don't even want to do the hobbies that I used to do. I don't even want to watch the TV show. I'm like, and you start to actually get physically ill. Yeah. Right. So like now you're actually starting to like mess with your immune system Mm -hmm. and you're starting to get resentful Mm -hmm. and starting to withdraw from like your partner. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, And so then the fourth stage is what they refer to as the burnout part, right? So the burnout um, is just where you like need to escape. You feel like an empty hole, like Mm -hmm. a void, right? You're pessimistic. You're like just full of self-doubt. Like just all like the tapes just start to play. Like you're just, and you're starting to now no longer just have like a a cold or an illness, but like now you're starting to have like chronic symptoms. Like you're getting headaches all the time. Like Your stomach hurts. That was me. I have like massive gastrointestinal whatever you want gastro pain I don't know if it's so like IBS or yes. something like that yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, so like I'm constantly like nauseous and sick and like feel yeah. like I have to poop like every second yeah yeah, yeah. that's like the that's all of it so yeah. like and me when I'm starting to pop a Tylenol like every few hours just to survive I'm like okay yeah. this is not good um and then that leads into what we would call habitual burnout yeah. so habitual burnout is the final stage um and this stage is actually like embedded into your life where it becomes like your lifestyle. Like Mm -hmm. no longer is it just like, Oh, I burnt out from this wedding season. It's like, this is my life permanently. Yes. Um, Mm -hmm. and so it becomes chronic sadness, depression, um, chronic mental fatigue, feeling tired all the time. Mm -hmm. Isn't that what being a parent is all about? Feeling tired all the time. Like all the time. I feel like, well, first of all, once you have children, like you're constantly tired and then you become 30 and you're like, wow, what is sleep? And uh-huh. like, why do I have to wake up and have, I don't drink coffee, but I know it's a thing. Like, mm-hmm. why do I have to have coffee and I'm still tired? I got eight hours of sleep. I'm still tired. Why am I feeling yeah. this way? Yeah. yeah. I, I get that all the time. I'll be like, you know, I, I had a great weekend with my family, but it's, and, and I'll, let me finish that thought. I have a great weekend with my family and then I'll you know, be able to have like kind of a day to myself and my daughter and then like kind of a little bit of time to myself, but I can still feel chronically tired. Mm -hmm. And I think part of that too, um, the burnout stage for mommy burnout, Mm -hmm. I think as moms, Mm -hmm. um, sometimes we carry more of the mental burden Mm -hmm. in our families. Yeah. Um, main, Mm -hmm. you know, I don't know, maybe you're from a traditional family type where like the guy goes to work and the woman stays home, very 1950s, which is nothing wrong with that. I am not knocking that. Um, but Do wh- what works for you. Do what works for you. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Um, but yes, but we, you know, still have this mental load, I think. And even if you're a working mom, stay at home, all the moms have like yeah. this mental load. I yeah. think it's like expected in womanhood or something. I, yeah, I think that it's actually like misogyny that's just ingrained into like the patriarchy mm-hmm. <laughs> and to like the belief system of everyone it's just like this underlined like expectation of women that we're supposed to carry the mental load of the households like mm-hmm. realizing that we are and and a lot of it I think is is that the what has been done 
for a long time. Mm. But I also think a lot of it is our own expectations that we put on ourselves, like, and that we think that we're supposed to carry that thing. And mm-hmm. if we ask for help, then we're just being really selfish and like, we're not, we're being lazy. The most interesting part of burnout is that even if you know you're experiencing it and you're aware of it, you don't even like, I, I will literally purposely keep myself busy. So I don't even have to recognize that it's happening. Oh my God. Do you do that too? It becomes like, uh, what do they call that? Like a, like a rat wheel or something yeah. like you're just going around and around and around. And it's like, you're feeling the burnout, but you don't want to feel the burnout. Yeah. So you just do things to keep you busy. So you don't feel the burnout. Cause if I stop, then I have to think about it and then I have to face it and, then and I, I have, have to, to feel it. it. I don't want to feel it. And that's literally what happened to me. Like last mm-hmm. weekend it was, I've wrapped up the photo part of the season. I was like, okay, I'm going to relax. And then I couldn't relax. Like, have you ever thought about like, what do you tell yourself you're going to relax by just like watching TV, but you can't stay off your phone and you can't shut off your brain. Are you really relaxing? Like you're not relaxing. Um, last night was the first time I think in months that I actually like shut myself off, but it was because when I finally slowed down like a week ago, I had to face like all of the stuff that I had been avoiding by keeping myself busy during burnout, which was like relationship issues and then like parenting and like a lot of other things that had happened to my life personally. Like I had to stop and think about it. And I can tell you, I was mad depressed. Mm -hmm. I was like in a hole, in a slump. And I was like, I'm going to sit here. I'm like, and I think that's growth in itself, knowing that I had to sit in it and be uncomfortable in it and mm-hmm. kind of face it a little bit because there was no way. I, was, I wasn't going around this one. I had to mm-hmm. walk right through it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was a couple of days that were really hard and I didn't want anyone near me or to touch me or don't talk to me, like don't come near me. Mm-hmm. Um, and right now my partner is experiencing that and I feel it on so many levels, like within our dynamic and his dynamic and how he's responding to things. He's just really tired and... Uh, I have to say, like, in the last few months, there's been days where we just, like, are sobbing in each other's arms. Like, I'm so tired. Mm-hmm. I cannot carry anymore. I need to be by myself. And that was growth. Like, recognizing I need to be by myself, like, and I don't want anyone near me. I literally just want a day or a moment where I can just, like, be by mm-hmm. myself. Like, do whatever the hell I want to do. No one's touching me. No one's asking anything of me. Mm-hmm. And um, so I got him a hotel, uh, like a loft hotel thing tonight so that he can go and just be. Mm-hmm. And like being, allowing yourself to have that time after you've been guilting yourself into continuing working for months is really hard. So I feel like for, for me, the, it manifests most when I'm irritable and frustrated mm-hmm. because I have such a freaking, and, I, and I'm not saying this to be egotistical or jerky or whatever, but like I really like my life and mm-hmm. I designed my life. Um, it's a very intentional way of living mm-hmm. that I try to live. And so I love our property. I mm-hmm. love my relationship with my husband. I love my daughter. I love all the things. But when I start to get really irritable and things are really like, when I need to be left alone for long periods of time, I think short periods of time, it's like kind of healthy and you just need to like hit the reset button for the week but when it's like every day like I just need to do what I need to do and then you know and then the time that I do have that quality time if you will I give to my daughter Mm -hmm. um and and then after that I'm like well yeah which I think is is you know whatever I have left I I should be giving to her but um but trying to have that quality time with my partner too because then and myself oh I didn't put see I didn't even put myself on the list 
I mean, that's like, I wasn't even in the running. I mean, I know that there's a lot of different ideas and ideals around the division of where you put your energy in relationships and family dynamics. But like, I strongly believe that if you don't have a good relationship with yourself and you're not caring for yourself, there's no way in hell that you can be all the other things. Mm. Like you need to be for you first. Mm-hmm. And if that means that you're taking a bath or you're literally just by yourself reading a book. Like I'd for be ha- me, I would be happy with a shower. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> An uninterrupted shower would be great. I know. That would be amazing. And sometimes that's what we need. And like just for our time so that our cup is full to spill over into other the other cups that we're supposed to give to people. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I forgot where I was going with that. But essentially, like, yeah, like you should be giving to yourself first, Becky. That is right. And again, see, it's just like, it's so ingrained and it's just such like a subconscious. It just comes out naturally like, oh, like I'm done working, which means I'm giving to my, you know, my, my career hat is on. Right. And so then I got to put the mommy hat on Mm -hmm. and then I got to put the, but the whitey hat on. Mm -hmm. And it's like, okay, I, I, there's no more hats on my, there's no more room in my closet for hats. Okay. So like what, like (laughs) like even deeper conversation, I think when we're talking about burnout and like all the hats and where we put our energy, like what's the meaning of life? Like what's, what is your purpose of your life? Is it for you to succeed in your career? Is it for you to have this awesome business? Is it for you to have a good relationship? Like what is the thing in your life that fulfills you the most? Is it your career or is it your relationships? You just like took this podcast like a whole other level right now. Can I just say that? I'm like all ready to talk about like I've done my research about burnout and I'm like, yeah, so like this is what to look out for, right? Um, But yeah, we're going to go there. So the meaning of life. Um, Yeah, I feel like my, that's actually a really good question. Like what fulfills you the most? Like I feel like all of it fulfills me when it's all... um, balanced so there is no such thing as balance no right so balance is just like this you know fancy word we say to be perfect but Mm -hmm. there's no such thing right so for me when I'm getting a little bit of all of it Mm -hmm. is when I feel like I have my my meaning of life Mm -hmm. so like my meaning of life is like you know um yeah I I feel like I was put on this earth and I'm supposed to use my talents Mm -hmm. and so I do use them and when I use my talents I feel fulfilled so that's Mm -hmm. like a part right Mm -hmm. hence the whole fragmented um you know topic or or um name of our show and so like you know there's that part of it but then also like when I'm with my daughter and I'm like living my best life with her and then I'm like oh I feel really like fulfilled and like my purpose of life is being fulfilled or like when I'm with my partner and we're just having like this awesome date day and we're just so enjoying each other's company and so like when things like that are happening when I prioritize the things but it's like if I if the pendulum swings too far in one direction, it's like, so I always say like our greatest assets are our biggest defects. Right. Mm -hmm. And so that applies to, to, um, like, um, do you understand what I'm trying to say? Is this like making any sense? No, it does make sense. Okay. So I feel like you can have a passion, but Mm -hmm. if you're so passionate that you're burning out from it, Mm -hmm. it's no longer a passion. No. It's a chore. It's a chore. Yeah. But like the th- hardest thing with what you're saying too, with the pendulum is that it can be very sensitive. Like, do you know what I mean? Like if you're trying to find balance and regulation with like all the different hats that you play, like there's constantly swinging because that's what life does. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think the thing, I think burnout is born from 
the hustle mentality, the constant need to be successful and fulfilled in your career, which is capitalism being shoved down your throat and all of those things. And like that you're trying to, to be successful and to do all of those things while also trying to do the other things. But like, where is, there is no balance because that balance doesn't exist, but like, where is the parts of you that feel the most fulfilled? Because like you, when you, when you're in burnout, you're constantly telling yourself, when I get to this point, I'm mm. going to feel better. Mm-hmm. When I get like, which is literally what I've been saying to myself for months. Mm-hmm. Um, when I get here, I'm going to feel better and everything is going to be okay. Mm-hmm. Why are we not just living our life in the moments that are happening throughout the day and enjoying them as they happen? Because when you constantly live in the, when this happens, I will then be happy is when the burnout, I feel like really sets in. Whoa. This is like mind blowing <laughs> stuff right now. Cause I'm just having like all these realizations. So like, I think that, so purpose of life being in the moment. Yes, absolutely. Because I'm not to be like, you know, you really don't know. You have no idea how long that you are going to live this life on this earth. And we have been the force fed since we were like little that our job is to we start going to school from nine to five. And then from there we get a nine to five. And then we just work really hard and our reward is retirement at 65. Then you can go live your life. But why not we turn that upside down and actually live a life fulfilled the way that we want to. Now, this is not me saying that corporate jobs and fives are bad. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that like maybe shut that narrative off and learn to live your life and reward yourself daily within your relationships and the mm-hmm. things that make you feel fulfilled. Mm-hmm. Burnout is coming from, I need to be good. I need to focus on my career. I need to do this thing. And I think that there's a season and a time and a place for all of those things to happen for you to focus on your career and all of that. But like, if you're constantly focusing on something that is making you feel consistently burned out, are you living? What is the point? I also think that burnout comes from a place of fear. Yes. So it's a very, Oh yes. So like, it's a very fear-based way of thinking. So it's like, I need to take on this much work or open the next business or do the next thing because it's like, because it's coming from a place of lack. Mm-hmm. It's coming from a place of like, you know, if, and then it's like, it's, it's crazy. Cause I remember a time when I thought, and I'm going to just throw some numbers out there, not to be like a jerk or whatever. But like, I remember when I was like single and living on my own and I had like $2,000 in my savings. And I thought that I was like so rich. Oh, right. I know. And then it's like different parts of your life. I remember that too. Right. And I'd be like, Oh my God, I'm so rich. Right. And then it would like, I got to be older. And so now we're talking about hundreds of thousands. Right. And so it's like, but any moment that can go away. Right. It's going to be taken away from me. Yeah. So I have to get to the next best thing Mm -hmm. To keep it, but it's a very, it is born out of a fear-based system or way of thinking Mm -hmm. that you have to get to the next thing, the next thing. Hustle, hustle. You have to hustle. Otherwise you're going to either lose what you have, Mm -hmm. you know, but, but if my point was, is that back in my apartment, it's like, if you didn't even know that if it existed, then you were happy with what you had. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like, and that's that, that. I, I really feel like a lot of the burnout has happened since this whole hustle mentality really started being completely shoved down our throats, especially on social media. Like, oh, look, boss babes. Oh, 
hate that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, like the whole, like, you have to get up. You have to hustle. Why are you listening to music? You should be listening to podcasts. If you're going to do this thing, you should do it this way. Why aren't you pushing farther in your career? Why aren't you doing this? Why aren't you doing that? Oh, and you're supposed to do all the things. And then as a woman, you also need to carry the mental load of the household. You need to take care of the household. You need to make sure your kids get to their activities. Make sure that they have lunches packed. Make sure it's in a box and it can't be in a bag. Why would you put it in a brown paper bag anymore? Who does that? Make sure it's a bento <laughs> box. Oh, and then on top of that, make sure that you're there for your spouse and your partner and that you're like fully there for them and you're available for all their needs. What about yours? Burnout happens when we start attending to other people's needs and not attending to our own. Mm-hmm. We're not listening to what our mind and our body and our like spirit is telling us about how we're feeling. And we're just like going forward with other people's expectations mm-hmm. that we set or our own expectations that we put on ourselves that are mm-hmm. invisible expectations. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I also think it comes down to like um, another thing that drives burnout is worthiness. Mm-hmm. And I think worthiness as a woman it's like how much can I, we are in a very much uh, a society that's like a lot of production. The more you produce, the more worthy you are to have. But the smarter love. way of working is producing less and making more. Okay, saying. so that's like the the work smarter, not harder yes. mentality. Mm-hmm. Um, and sorry, Daisy wants to go outside, but she's gonna have to wait. Come here, diddle. Yeah, I know you experienced the burnout with me this year, didn't you? At least my- <laughs> <laughs> I was out here in the workshop till like nine, ten o'clock at night some nights, and she was out here with me, my girl. Um, but anyway, yeah, so uh, get me back on track, Sarah. I'm yes. distracted by Daisy. No, Daisy, come okay. here. Daisy, come here. Do you want to, do you want to put her outside? Yeah, I'm okay. going to take the mic off for no, a minute. Fine. So yeah, you're right. It's, it's about the worthiness. It's about feeling worthy or valid enough to be able to be successful in everything, like literally everything we do. And I think we feel like if we're not doing enough or we're not succeeding enough or showing enough, that's the one thing that I really hate about social media is like the misconception of perfectionism and that like if you're not doing things or or sharing enough on social media that's showing that you're successful then are you really like mm-hmm. really are you yeah social yeah. media has really shaped a lot of things a lot of things mm-hmm. one of my favorite John Bellion songs talks about that like like if are you are you valid in anything if you're not sharing it like mm. would you still love me if i wasn't online if i wasn't sharing our life online stuff like that anyway um, but that's, and, and I think that's why the burnout has be, almost become a culture. It's almost be, like, and I felt like when I first experienced burnout was a few years ago, like really understood what was going on. And I felt like that was because, um, I felt like I wasn't being or doing enough because it was so it's everywhere. Like no matter where you go, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Pinterest, like talking within conversations, um, people see this side of you that they're expecting to see, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And then like, it, then it's almost like you've, you've built your, you have yourself and then you built a persona mm-hmm. online, whether you intended to or not. Mm-hmm. And then if you're not living up to that expectation mm-hmm. for yourself or the addiction of having like the, like the likes and like the, the instant validation. So they've actually done research and studies on all the things about iPhones and how they're meant you know, to be a, addictive and all that stuff and so you know I I don't think I'm not trying to demonize cell phones I'm not trying to demonize Mm -hmm. social media what I'm saying is that 
social media and cell phones and all the things, they're not bad. They're not good or bad. No. They're neither. They're just things. Yeah. It's what we do with them. Yes. That makes them uh, what they are. Which makes me terrified for our future generation. <sighs> that's okay. That's yeah. a whole story. Yes. Um, but yeah, so like kind of coming back to burnout. So, you know, I think it's the, I have to build this lifestyle and then I have to put the lifestyle out there and it's maintain like, it. maintain it and keep up with the Joneses mm-hmm. and the whole thing. And it's all, so it's like, what? Okay. So let's live in the solution, right? Mm-hmm. So like, what can we do, mm-hmm. right? To, we recognize the burnout. We know what's happening. We know why we're doing it. Um, we know what motivates it. So how do we stop it? Yeah. How do we stop it and not even like take it to the next level and be like, how do we prevent it? Right. So I definitely think it's a lot of self-awareness of understanding that that's what you're experiencing and then putting things in place. Like Mark and I like sat down and went through like systems that we are putting in place this year coming up to help us not go through that again and to live life more presently and authentically. Um, I think coming from a place of how you want to live your life, like if you can realistically look at your life after you've realized that you've experienced burnout and said, yeah, that's how I want to live, then okay, then you can keep doing it. But if you can actually look at it, evaluate it and say, out of what I experienced in this burnout, what is the one thing I wish was different or the things that I wish was different? I think creating a plan for that. And um, I don't think it takes money to do it. I think it takes a conscious effort of recognizing where it's coming from and then making efforts to change it. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially with um, outside career burnout, um, I, I think with COVID, the COVID burnout, like the emotional and social exhaustion that I feel from COVID and living through a pandemic and all the changes and everything that's happened is literally just recognizing it and being okay with it. Mm-hmm. Um, like understand, like, yeah, it's okay. I made it through a global pandemic. You ever hear that saying, um, life is lived forwards, but understood backwards. Yes, you say it all the time and I love it. <laughs> so it's like, I'm just living my life and you only know what you know, right? Yeah. So it's Mm -hmm. like, I have never experienced burnout on this type of level before, Mm -hmm. um, post pandemic, post busiest wedding season we've ever had post new mom, like Mm -hmm. all the things. Right. So like I've never experienced on this level before. So I'm just doing the best I can with what I know. Right. So like, am I doing it perfectly? There's no No. such thing. It's perfect. Right. So I'm doing it with what I know. And so it's like, I'm surviving, but, and then I get to the end of it and I'm like, I don't want to survive I want to thrive right I want to live freaking live I want to live dude so it's like how do we so even within a pandemic because we don't know how long this pandemic is going to be going on for um and life is never going to be the same I think having to recognize and with with COVID specifically Mm -hmm. with the pandemic it's never going to go back to the way that it was Mm -hmm. I'm not this is not me talking about masks or anything like that I'm just saying that like the life that we knew is literally altered from like social interactions and like understanding ourselves in such a different way to make it through a global pandemic Mm -hmm. Um, that's why there's so many shifts and so many different things from like business and finances and like the house like the housing market Market. like literally COVID changed everything and that's how it's going to be and accepting that life will be different and there is change and and, and almost accepting it mm-hmm. same thing with like when you realize you're in burnout is accepting that like you did with what you knew to get you to where you are and you mm-hmm. need to forgive yourself mm-hmm. for like anything that you feel like you're angry about 
for what you like the actions that you took or continuing to work like you need to say mm-hmm. it's okay I'm sorry but I'm gonna learn from here mm-hmm. yeah so I guess it's like the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and yes. over again so if we can at least look at it and be like okay I know what I don't want mm-hmm. I know what um will help me to understand by process of elimination what I do want so what I do want is a life of um, all the things that I mentioned before, like all the things that keep my cup full, all the things that make me, you know, feel purposeful on this earth. Um, and so, you know, even just like from a work perspective, like really one-on-one with my clients, that's really important for me, um, you know, because I come from corporate floral. So for me to be able to like talk to my brides and like, you know, really understand their vision and things like that. So that is like very fulfilling for me. Mm-hmm. Um but, you know, I also don't want to be talking to, you know, um, more people than what I can handle. You right. know what I mean? So, yeah. like, being a little more selective. Understanding about, your capacity. Un- yeah. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. Understanding my capacity. And then, you know, um, as a mom, you know, like, understanding what my capacity is there. Yes. Right? I've never mm-hmm. mothered before. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Even mm-hmm. if I, if you've mothered more than one, you're probably yeah. still figuring it out, right? I mean, I've um, mothered three times and I still don't know what the hell I'm doing sometimes. That's okay. (laughs) So, um, yeah, like, so just try, so there's so many new things that are happening. I think just giving ourselves some grace around it. And so, but to like really stop, feel the feelings, Mm -hmm. they suck. Mm -hmm. I don't want to feel them. Um, but what you were talking about like the other, like you're like the other weekend, I just had to sit in my stuff and be like, okay, like this Mm -hmm. is uncomfortable. And I think our society is addicted to, happiness and dopamine and all the happiness means that there's nothing wrong that everything is perfect and there's no bad feelings no happiness isn't the absence of pain happiness is finding happiness within the pain yes Mm -hmm. yes and actually the the webster's dictionary definition of happiness is contentment Mm -hmm. and contentment so we live in a society where um you know we get these dopamine hits from the next like on our social media or you know, from the next item that we're going to buy or Mm -hmm. what have you. And so those are things. Yes. Capitalism promotes burnout. It does. You know, and I, and I, the patriarchy, especially for women, because the patriarchy, the patriarchy was designed by men for men. Mm-hmm. So like when women have a job or a career or they are, you know, being a mother and a stay at home mom or like they're doing anything that within society is usually considered a man's thing. There's no space for also the woman part of it. Mm-hmm. Like, sure, you can have a career, but I still expect you to do these other things. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the expectation. Mm-hmm. Sure, you can go out and have a career in the corporate world and be smarter than every other guy that's sitting in the room, but I'm still going to pay you, like, 30% less. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to go home and take care of your children and not complain about it. Mm-hmm. But why are you feeling burnout? It's because you're too emotional as a woman. Mm-hmm. Done. Sorry. Woo! I, like, literally, like, got on the soapbox Woo! for that one. <laughs> I felt it, but I also feel like it's it's the, it's something that we need to put out into the universe. Yeah, and I also think that... I had to recognize that and realize that because I worked in the corporate world before I was an entrepreneur. And even as an entrepreneur in a field where most women are photographers, like most wedding photographers are women, there's still like this um, underlying misogyny. And like I didn't, I, I needed to recognize that like as a woman, there is, we, we kind of got dealt the shit hand when it comes to a lot of things within society, especially if we're a mother and we're a working mother. Uh, and I know that stay-at-home moms experience the same thing because a lot of stay-at-home momhood and that whole like 
power dynamic was created out of that. Um, but I think recognizing it, we need to fight against it. Like even if just a slight, just a slight way of just like doing it and being it and standing in it and being proud of it. I think that that's going to, you know, help, mm-hmm. help move the needle forward for the future generations and help to prevent future burnout. Yeah, no, absolutely. Like, so if we can recognize where all these things are coming from and what's driving the burnout culture and all the things and all the expectations, that if we look at it and we become aware of it, then we can actually do something about it. So like the first step is awareness and then action, right? So mm-hmm. yeah, I feel like um, I have definitely gotten sucked into the the culture of the um, hustle culture. And at first I was, I was definitely in a honeymoon phase. Mm-hmm. I was like, Ooh. I am doing the thing. And I'm getting the high because I'm getting all the results and da, 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 da. and I can keep up this stamina for as long as I need to, but mm-hmm. that's, that's not reality. That's no. not. And so anyway, being in like the, the fifth stage yes. <laughs> burnout, I'm like, okay, I'm ready to, I'm ready to change. Mm-hmm. I'm ready to do things a little bit differently. And so, um, I would also invite our listeners that, um, if you're feeling burnout, mm-hmm. um, welcome. And if you have experienced it and have any suggestions, if you're like, you know, definitely like drop us a comment on Facebook or Instagram and and let us know, you know, like what, what you've done to get through it past it. I mean, what we're trying to do here is create, you know, a community for women. So, you know, start the conversation. Yeah. Yeah. And I definitely think that, um, oh my gosh, what was I going to say? Um, I always lose my train of thought. I know. I literally just had a squirrel moment, and it was something that you said just said about burnout. I think I don't remember. I, I definitely think I realized that I've ex- actually been in burnout for a very very long time. Like honestly, mm. since I've become a mother and just taking on all the roles because that's what I was supposed to do. And then like there was just all these different levels and ways of having it. Um, and if you're in burnout, like that's okay. Like it's not bad. Just like recognize it to move forward. But one of the things that always struck me <clears throat> with my business coach who had been like a wedding photographer for like 12 years and like owned businesses and stuff. She's like, it took me a long time to realize that hustle mentality was wrong and that the hustle culture is literally at the detriment of women. And once I was able to recognize that people probably would think I was kidding when I told them the amount of work that I actually do the day, or if they told, if I told them how much TV I watch every day and that it's okay. Because I think one of the parts of society with burnout is, is the idea that if you're not doing something, then you're being lazy. Mm-hmm. And like, what's the true definition of lazy? Like really, because someone look it up. I know. Also, another thing too, if you're neurodivergent like I am, and you've experienced ADHD, ADD, or on the spectrum, all of that stuff, like you experience and see life so differently, and like tasks and the way that you function, um, with how you carry out your tasks for work and for home, like, mm-hmm. um, people think that if we're having a, uh, what what is it called? Oh my God, I just had a brain fart. Oh my gosh. Well, I I found what the definition of lazy was. Go ahead. Yeah. yeah. So the definition of lazy is unwilling to work or use energy. Um, 
<laughs> I love when they put in little quotations, like what the, um, like they put a little sentence, like how to use this adjective in a sentence. He was too lazy to cook. Um, but, but I think in a general sense, unwilling to work or use energy. Um, first of all, I think lazy itself, the word and the term is bullshit. Mm-hmm. I think that people need to rest and people have their own ideas of what that looks like. And I, and in the hustle burnout culture, mm-hmm. if you're not doing something, then you're lazy, like all the time, like, you know, and it, I remember like when I first started like doing photo and editing, I always, I always watch TV when I edit, I don't really pay attention. It's just something in the background. It's just what I do. And I remember the first time I tried like experiencing watching TV without editing, I thought that I was lazy. It took me like th- probably three years to get mm. to the point where I could actually sit down and enjoy watching something without feeling like I was supposed to be doing something. Ah, yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, even me, like at the end of the day, I'm like, if I'm sitting in front of the TV I should be crocheting or and it's not that sometimes I don't want to do that I I enjoy it sometimes but there was a point in time during the pandemic when I was a crocheteaholic do you remember that I think like everybody's um Christmas presents that year were (laughs) fingerless gloves and like three different colors um but yeah like it just Mm -hmm. became like this I have to do something I have to do something like there was something wrong with me if I'm just like sitting still or like not moving or and I think that can be um you know again that's kind of you know just yeah. reiterating the same thing of just burnout culture. So yeah. um, let's change the narrative on that. Let's yeah. change the narrative and let's um, start looking at things a little bit differently. Yeah. And Sarah, I would love to revisit this conversation after next wedding season. Yes. Oh my gosh. I was actually just thinking that, especially because we're putting systems in place and we were being, I'm like, oh, what we were saying about being part of the value of you you as an entrepreneur is like that you like to have very hands-on and very good like close relationships with the brides and the couples that you end up working with and that was something that's always been very special to us but because of the capacity of what we did mm-hmm. like we weren't able to do that um and so we made it we've made a goal this year we were only going to book 25 weddings no more no less regardless of what our financial situation was but like the burnout mentality of like the hustle to me was like but what if you don't make the same amount of money? Mm-hmm. Like what if your business isn't as successful? And then it was like, wait a minute, is my business being successful? The measure of my value and worth as a human, like as a person, as a business owner. And it's not because like one of the things that I said to Mark, my partner and my business partner as well was if this is what we have to do to make the money that we made last year, and in order to live the life that we're living now, I don't want it. Mm. I don't want to sacrifice my own well-being for this. So what mm. can we do to fix it? So making that bold statement right now, <laughs> I'm like really excited yeah. to like have this conversation like post-wedding season again and see like where we're at. Because I feel like every like winter off season, we would be like, yeah, let's do these things. And then like we get into it and we're like, we don't listen to ourselves. I feel like every year we're getting better of like, mm-hmm. wait, no. I set a boundary. This mm-hmm. boundary is being set. Like we need to listen to it. Maybe we should write it like on the mirror. Progress, not perfection. Yes. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. So no, I'm like, I'm really excited to have that conversation. Um, and with- that's something actually that we, so whether you are an entrepreneur, worker, stay at home mom, any of the above, um, putting systems into place just mm-hmm. help avoid burnout. Yeah. So I actually hired a business coach, um, and I totally recommend anyone listening to her. She's just 
amazing. Her name is Ange Stocky, the creative entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give her a little shout out. Yeah. Um, but I would definitely listen to her. So she is amazing. And she, I, I hired her to help me um, with all, and yeah. with Ben, you know, we, um, with the businesses yeah. and, and how to navigate them and, and do all the things. And so one of the things that she had told us was uh, about putting systems in place and, you know, just how that makes life so much easier and it's a little bit more disciplined. But mm-hmm. at the same time, it also gives you the freedom to not have to reinvent the wheel every day yeah. or every year or every whatever. Yeah. Um, Can I just say like a little caveat as a neurodivergent person myself, like whenever, mm-hmm. like when someone first started talking to me about systems, I like freaked out. I cannot handle list. I cannot handle like, but like my ADHD brain is like, absolutely not. I can't stand it. Mm -hmm. So I had to kind of like reframe the whole systems thing and more like, um, a way to put things in place for, um, ease. I don't know. Like, I think I, I still, I still say systems cause I had to redefine like what my role was in the company because of what I was doing wasn't working. But like if lists is not your jam and if those terrify you, like there's other ways and resources that I could totally like share with you guys about, um, how to function better with, from burnout. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's all. Are you going to share those now? Oh, I mean, I feel like I should link it in the bio too. I was like going to say, yeah, yeah that you can like a lot of, too. yeah, there's some really amazing, um, ADHD like creators and, and, um, people that are neurodivergent that have created like even like planners for people that are neurodivergent because like even a planner was intimidating to me. Like mm. I, I literally only use my phone calendar for like to know what's going on. Like even when we got a planner out for this, I'm pretty sure it's still in a pile because I don't want everyone to look at it again. <laughs> <laughs> we literally <laughs> sat down and wrote the dates that we were going to do podcasts and that calendar is probably sitting somewhere in our house, but at least it was an attempt. It started. I did put it on my phone to be fair, like Excel spreadsheets, things like that, like really intimidate me. I always have the best intention that I'm going to do this thing. I'm going to Mm-hmm. And every year I get a new planner and I never work. So anyway, there's, there are, um, ADHD creators and neurodivergent people that have created like literally specific things, planners, lists, um, mm-hmm. how to do like care tasks in your house, which is a whole nother topic if you are neurodivergent. Um, but the best thing that ever worked for me when it comes to doing this stuff, cause when we set up the systems, it was a lot of planning. It was a lot of like, okay, what are we like evaluating? Even those conversations were really hard for me to stay focused on. Um, I set a timer for 45 minutes. Some people do 30, whatever, but I have a timer that like is red and like I set it for 45 minutes and I tell myself I'm doing one thing in that 45 minutes. And when the timer's up, I get up and I like walk around Mm. anything beyond that is too much for me. So yeah, I would definitely ask you to put that link in the bio because I'm like really curious about it or put it not in the bio, but in the feed or somewhere. Um, because I, I would love, yeah. Cause I definitely have the ADHD brain, the all over the place, you know, so many different ideas. And so it was interesting too taking on the podcast. I, mm-hmm. the reaction, I, I didn't tell anybody I was taking on the podcast. <laughs> I was just like, and surprise. Yeah. So part of the reason why I didn't is because, um, I didn't want to be talked out of it. Right. Oh, it was, that was really smart of you. It was really important. People tried talking me out of it. It's funny you said that. Yeah. Yeah. So, and part of the reason why it was so relevant and important to me, I'm calling it my passion project. Mm-hmm. Like, this is me taking off my mommy hat, taking mm-hmm. off my business hat. I mean, I'm talking about the things, but I'm taking off all those hats and I'm doing, and I'm sitting here talking with my friend, which I would do 
anyway. Right. right? Exactly. And, you know, this is something that is really important and meaningful Mm -hmm. to me, like on a very deep level. So I'm Mm -hmm. actually taking time out of my work schedule to do this. And so in order to do that, I had to put certain systems in place and I had to, you know, rearrange some scheduling and things like that. But I am doing it because I think it's that important. I think that creating this place of community for women Mm -hmm. is so important it's not just important Mm -hmm. like for the listeners like it's just as important for me like this you know so um I don't want this to be like another on my to-do list or you know another thing to add to my burnout it's something I'm really passionate about and I think we share that passion correct me if I'm wrong no no no. and I think it's actually helping feed into my creative creativity in other spaces and which is like what I needed Mm -hmm. like but also being able to be vulnerable like this Mm-hmm. Which leads to community. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but being able to be vulnerable like this in a way that we've never really done on such a like larger platform like we are with our friends, but now it's like, you know, a mm-hmm. lot different. I think it's actually really helping us kind of overcome the things that we're talking about, mm-hmm. like burnout and stuff. Mm-hmm. So um, another, I think with going back to burnout with the misconception is like, we're just supposed to stop everything. And like, that's literally, I think sometimes like in little doses, I think that's good, which is what Mark's now doing, which what I did, like literally just stopped for 48 hours. I needed to do that. And I needed to do it without feeling guilt. Um, but like, it's okay to pick up other projects if it's something that inspires, inspires you. you and mm-hmm. feels good to do. Like, it feels so good to do something that makes me so excited mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. yeah so I actually I, I'm a DIYer a creative mm-hmm. all the things I got a cricket for Christmas guys I'm so excited <laughs> I'm like Sarah I'm gonna use my cricket I'm gonna use my cricket. I like think I've taken it out once um so I have actually set aside some time coming up um out of my work schedule mm-hmm. and I will be doing that I will be doing all the creative things mm-hmm. and you know um going to be working on some things and maybe I will share it with you guys yeah. as it's happening um but I need a different creative outlet than than just you know like the, arts like I guess this is kind of an art but yeah no I understand what you're saying yeah like physical yeah. art making things yeah. look pretty or whatever what have you well so. I mean another thing that we talked about too when we first started about the podcast was like we're going to do all of them before this wedding season and we're just not going to do it during the wedding season <laughs> <laughs> and then, and I, and I, and that was something that Mark and I talked about. And after you left, I felt so uneasy about it. Yeah, Cause I, I said too. to him, like, I am so tired of putting my life on hold during wedding season. Mm-hmm. I'm so done with it. Mm-hmm. Like again, this is like another thing that was like, this cannot happen again because mm-hmm. I can't like wedding season can sometimes be six to eight months out of the year. Like I can't live yeah. four months out of the year. Okay. Amen. And I feel like, you know, it doesn't, whether you're a wedding vendor or you're in another field, I think that people just experience burnout in all types of fields. Seasons. Seasons. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so anyway, yeah, I just think it's really important to find a way to live your life, my life. Like, and, and I was starting to feel like that, like, oh, I can only schedule in this vacation or I can only schedule to see you in between this and this. And so I'm like, no, this isn't like, I have so much more, um, you know, so many more things I want to do. What's the thing that you used to say? I'm sorry, I mean to cut you off, no, but okay. like, just hit me. The thing that you used to say all the time. What'd I say? Like, when you're on your porch and like when you're 80, <gasps> do you want to say it? Like, please say it. Because I feel like I, I honestly think about this all the time when I'm thinking about my life. Okay. And also, like, so if, if getting burnt out, uh, if feeling like that, this will put things back into perspective pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. And I can't take credit for it. It was actually my business coach and stocking. 
shout out. <laughs> okay, so she said to me during one of our coaching sessions, she was like, Becky, what would matter to you the most? So like, say you're like 70 years old and you're on your porch, you know, out and overlooking your 23 acres and you're got your grandkids and all the things. And your teeth are in a cup. Your teeth are in a cup. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that was that was a visual. Um, and so like, what is it that you are going to look back on in your life and be like, you know, I'm so glad that I did that. Are you going to look back and say like, wow, I really should have taken that the next wedding. Or are you going to look back and say, wow, I, you know, really took that time to spend with my family and my daughter. And that was really what was most important to me and my memories are what I'm going to take with me when I die. So, um, yeah, that was, that definitely, like, you know, shook me and kind of puts things back into perspective so that I'm not just on the hustle mentality. Cause like when I look back at like this past wedding season and it was a good wedding season, I mean, I learned a lot and we were busy and you know, whatever, but like there was a lot of moments I missed out on Mm -hmm. and, um, I can't take them back. I can only learn Mm -hmm. from them. And so that's what I'm going to do. Yeah. So don't use it as guilt or shame either. I think that's easy as a mother Mm -hmm. and as a woman is like, well, oh my gosh, I missed this. I'm an awful parent or I did this wrong or whatever. Like, no, like take it as a learning lesson to move forward. And mm-hmm. I think having a teenager realizing that my oldest is only going to be with us for two more summers before they graduate. Wow. Like it's just one of those things that it kind of smacks you in the face, you know, like, mm-hmm. but like time does move so quickly. And if you're constantly living in a I will be happy when, or I, when I, it's okay. I'm going to do all these things now because I'm looking forward to this thing. Like, do you know Jay Shetty? Is that his name? The, like the monk. I'm not familiar. Okay. So he actually, like I, I listen to his podcast sometimes and he was talking about like, if you're constantly in a working environment or in a life environment where you're like, okay, it's fine. I'm just going to work and hustle. And then I'm really excited about this vacation that's happening in six months. I'm just going to work towards this vacation. I'm going to work for this vacation. I'm going to work really hard, blah, 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 and all this, but whatever the vacation comes and it's not as satisfying because you literally were living your entire life for this Mm -hmm. one moment of this vacation that was happening. But what did you do for those six months? that you were like getting to that vacation and then you get there and it's not as satisfying as you think it's going to be. And that's where we started seeing the wedding season and like editing and all of that. Like, Oh, it's okay. Our wedding's in a few months. Like if we can just get here, if we mm. can just get to this point where it's done, then we can finally enjoy our wedding, like planning our wedding. But then when we get, if, if we continued to do that, when we got to our wedding day, we would have been like, oh, man, why doesn't this feel like whole? like real. I mean, of course we're going to enjoy our wedding day, but like there was so much pressure and anticipation on this thing over here, like this little dangling carrot. So that's like another good example of burnout is like, if you're planning a wedding, Mm -hmm. I just thought of this on the spot, but like a lot of my, my couples and my brides, um, groom too, they experience burnout when, when planning a wedding. Like big, I think big life events, Mm. like that and house hunting and like buying a house having a baby like the anticipation like all of those really big things it's really great to be excited about something that's happening but Mm -hmm. I think it's important to actually enjoy the moments of when it's actually happening Mm -hmm. like so much of a wedding enjoyment is the planning yes like yeah like I feel like I have a whole new level of understanding of wedding I have helped plan weddings now for like four years but like I have a whole new level of understanding and like it's been really stressful and there's been some shit things that have happened, but like, I'm literally planning the day I'm going to marry my best friend. Like that's, I need to enjoy those moments because it's going to be gone so fast. 
Like mm-hmm. we're going to fly to Colorado and then we'll be back. You know, it'll be like a blink of an eye kind of thing. Um, so it's not just like with weddings and those, you know, it's literally everything mm-hmm. like, I don't know. I th- and I, and I feel like burnout kind of comes from that too. Mm-hmm. Like you're tired and exhausted, but it's okay. Cause you're thinking about this thing that's going to happen and like whatever. Mm-hmm. And then it's- you get there and you're disappointed. Yeah, the hustle, the push. And I and I hear from a lot of my couples too, like, and I think this can apply to a lot of different areas of life other than just a wedding, but they get so like after a wedding, they're like they go through this almost period of depression where yes. it's like, like I used to have post Christmas depression. <laughs> I know that sounds so stupid. But I'm sorry. It's so <laughs> I'm not trying to minimize it, but <laughs> like are people post Christmas is yeah, that like a thing there's like this anticipation and excitement about Christmas and then it comes okay. and then you unwrap your presents in like five seconds and then like especially with kids yeah and then you're like that makes oh. sense and then I know weddings are like a lot bigger and a lot different but that's another thing too when, what you're saying what, what you're saying about and what we're saying about anticipation it's expectation mm. it's the expectation that we're putting on an event or a situation um or people's reaction or people's feelings or, you know, mm-hmm. like I'm so excited to give this person a gift. I can't wait to give it to them. They're going to love it so much. And then they don't give us the expected reaction. And then we're like upset. It's like the same thing with like, this trip is going to be the most amazing thing that we've ever done. And then something, because we set that expectation and it looks such a high level and then something happens on the trip, like you and your partner get in the spat or something, like it's all ruined. It's mm-hmm. over. Mm-hmm. Like it's like the same experience with like, when you're burned out and you're tired and you're like, I can't wait to just sit on the couch and watch nothing but like romantic comedies or true crime for me. Um, I can't wait to watch documentaries and just eat ice cream and like eat garbage plates like what I said earlier. <laughs> and then like you get there and you're like, oh, like you literally are working so hard to get to that point. And then you mm-hmm. get there and you're like, wow, that was so I think that comes back to living in the moment, Yeah, living in the moment, being present, mm-hmm. living in the moment. And you can do that even in the busyness of it all. Yeah. I think I have this misconception that you can't. Right. Oh, yes. But I also, so like, I think pre-planning, like so much of my life has to be pre-planned mm-hmm. to do things. And I think for most people, it is that she way. After kids. Yes. Okay. So that yeah. has a lot to do with it as well. Um, but just trying to make like, but also too, with my, with my work, I have to, you know, everything has to be, my summer's planned out before we even get to like January. I mean, like just because my, the yeah. dates and the weekends and that kind of thing. So I think to preparation for, um, avoiding yeah. burnout. Right? Like, I think when you know, this is one of the things that my coach told me was like, you know, your wedding season, you know, when weddings are happening, you know, which weekends are busy and which ones are going to be like a lot of stress. You know, you need to make plans and preparation for that. Like during the week, like one last year, we had a three wedding weekend. We had a wedding on Friday and a wedding Saturday and a wedding Sunday. And she's like, so what are you doing for yourself the week after? Like how many days are you taking off? When, it, where, where are you going to get your massage? Like, what are you doing for mm-hmm. yourself? Mm-hmm. And that was like, well, oh shit. And then of course life happened and I planned those things and then I didn't end up doing them because never doing that again, by the way, mm-hmm. um, not doing them. But Because it's that's another thing too, is setting boundaries and putting ourselves on the priority list. So like I'm learning how to set boundaries like with other people and the business mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But what about the boundaries with myself and my own interpersonal relationship? Mm-hmm. It's like, I would feel bad if I canceled on a friend or mm-hmm. something like that, right? I mean, obviously if there's like, you know, a legitimate reason, but like, 
I would force myself maybe a little bit, not a lot of bit, but like a little bit, like, mm-hmm. oh, maybe I'm in a funk and I just need to like push myself to go a little bit anyway, right? But if it's, but if it's with me, I'm the first person to mm-hmm. like kick my own ass. Like, I think that you need an accountability partner for that. Like you literally need someone that's going to be like, hey, listen, Uh huh. remember that? Or like someone that you go to, you're like, okay, I have this thing set. I'm going to do this thing. Like, and then if I tell myself, no, I need you to tell me to do it. Like, I mean, everybody's different. Some people don't want that, but I literally do that all the time. Mm-hmm. I'm like, like, no, I need you to tell me, like, I'm going to do this thing. Mm-hmm. And then if, so that I'll do it because I, all, all the time, I will cancel myself all the time, mm-hmm. all the time. And yeah. I'm like, okay, well you said that I, you were supposed to do it. You're doing it. So setting boundaries uh, in your interpersonal relationship, as well as other relationships, whether mm-hmm. it's work or family or, or friend related, um, I think can definitely help in preventing burnout. Um, but I agree with you that, that looking ahead and preparing, and I'd love to think of myself as this wild, free spirited flower child, but <laughs> I am not, I have you love structure. I do love structure and I think that I need it, which is probably why I like it so much. But Sarah, I'm I'm driving to the store for 20 minutes. I will call you at this time for 20 (laughs) minutes. It's so true. Like I, and then during wedding season, we literally schedule our phone calls. We do. I'll be like, okay, so mm-hmm. I can talk to you on Tuesday between 3030 and <laughs> 4:20, and then I have a consultation. I can't talk to you. Yeah. Um, but if it works for you, I think that's fine. That's um, like the, yeah. Yeah. And but, it works for our relationship too. But I also think too, we're pretty impromptu. Yeah. Like yeah, I, yeah. like all of a sudden I'll be like, oh, Sarah's calling me and I wasn't expecting that. And I have a free moment and then I'm like, oh, that's exciting. Yeah. Um, but sometimes I do, especially if it's like something really important that I need to tell you. I'm like, okay, I need to schedule a time to tell you this because I really need to tell you this. Yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> it's funny because if you call me impromptuly, I'm like, oh shit. Okay, yeah, pick up the phone. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, she needs to talk to me like right now. Like, it's literally mm-hmm. like immediate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So with that, guys, I hope our listeners were able to yeah. take something away from this today. Yeah, and if you're experiencing burnout and you are like, hi, Daisy. I love you too. Daisy, but, off. Like, Daisy's trying to lick my face. Um, if you're experiencing burnout, it's something you're going through, which I feel like we all have because of COVID. Um, it's okay. Like it doesn't, there's nothing wrong with you. Like you're not doing anything wrong, but I think the first step is recognizing, um, that that's what you're experiencing and trying to figure out ways around that. Mm -hmm. Um, and talk to some people in your life. You can, you can message us, you can, you know, try to work through things, but like, it's time that like start talking about it. Don't, don't deny it anymore. You, if you've gotten to the end of this podcast, you probably are either in burnout yeah. or have experienced it on yep. a deep level. So anyway, um, yeah, I yeah. want to thank everyone for listening today. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for joining us. We can't wait to see you next week. Yes. So until then. Yeah. Have a great week. Yeah. Awesome. Talk Bye to guys. you guys later. Bye.